Good afternoon. Uh, we will not be having our Bible study this afternoon. We're starting a new book, Galatians, and uh, we're going to have to cancel the next two Wednesday meetings. Uh, next Wednesday, I'll be on vacation, and then the following Wednesday, I'm taking my son to the Naval Academy in Annapolis. So the, during the summer months, the elders have decided just to uh, not provide coverage for the Wednesday services if we ever do have to cancel them. Uh, these are the only two that I'm aware of. So again, we'll just pick up again in three weeks uh, when we meet again and start Galatians afresh. Our first reading for this afternoon is from the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the 15th chapter of John. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, but the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, Therefore, the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If 
I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. You also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. This is the word of the Lord. We continue our recitation with confession. What sins should we confess? Before God, we should plead guilty of all sins, even those we are not aware of, as we do in the Lord's Prayer. But before the pastor, we should confess only those sins which we know and feel in our hearts. Which are these? Consider your place in life according to the Ten Commandments. Are you a father, mother, son, daughter, husband, wife, or worker? Have you been disobedient? unfaithful or lazy? Have you been hot-tempered, rude, or quarrelsome? Have you hurt someone by your words or deeds? Have you stolen, been negligent, wasted anything, or done any harm? Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. In this portion that we just read on confession, it speaks about when we should confess and what we should confess. So if you're confessing to the pastor, if you feel a need to and want to hear confession, you only confess those things that are truly bothering you. But before God, and I love how Luther worded this, before God we should plead guilty of all sins, even those we're not aware of. Because God knows them, right? And yet, even in spite of God knowing the things we don't even know, he still loves us. He still doesn't push us aside, even after everything he knows about us, which goes far beyond anything that we're even aware of, meaning the sins that we are aware of. He knows so much more. When Paul wrote this passage in Corinthians today, he focused on love. Yeah. Usually you only hear this passage read at weddings, which is unfortunate because it's not just about weddings at all. It's actually about our relationship with God and the love that he shows us. In particular, there's this one section. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. I can think of a lot of times I've been arrogant or rude boastful, not patient, not loving, right? I'm sure we all can. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. (laughs) I think some people can make a job out of rejoicing at wrongdoing. Sadly, a lot of people in the church are well known for that. That's why Paul has to talk about gossips. Oh my goodness. But rejoices with the truth, whether that truth is good, bad, or ugly. Rejoice with it. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's love. That's what Paul talked about. Not just in marriages, right? The church. 
and especially in our relationship with God. Remember what John said, the writer of John, God is love. And that's what Jesus himself even said today. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friend. That's why this epistle that Paul wrote, it's robbed if we only hear it at marriages. Because the love that God shows us is so much greater and so much more impactful because he himself lays down his life for you, his friends. And he does that so that he can offer us the forgiveness of all of our sins. Not just the ones we're aware of, but the ones we're not aware of in particular. I mean, if you think about it, love is patient and kind. We are not always patient. We are not always kind. But God is. And he is that way toward you because of Christ. Love does not envy or boast. Two things we do far too often. But God does not. And God Even though he could boast, he doesn't. What does Jesus do? Lays down his life for us. Love is not arrogant or rude. Again, God in his mercy laid down his life, not promoting himself, but promoting you. Love does not insist on its own way. Love is not irritable or resentful. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing. You know, if God wanted to, when it comes to wrongdoing, he could point out every single sin we've ever done, and he could wag his finger in our face 24-7 for eternity. But he doesn't want to rejoice at wrongdoing and what we've failed at doing. God wants to rejoice in what his son, Jesus Christ, has done for you. Not wrongdoing, right doing. We don't see that in any greater way than what Jesus Christ himself has done in laying down his life for us and giving that to us to reassure us that all of our sins truly are forgiven, whether they are the sins we're aware of and that bother us, and especially those sins we're not aware of, that only God knows, even those are forgiven because Christ died for us. Because God loves you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.